Welcome back to another episode of the NES Experience. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast, and also you can leave a review as well. That would be great, and we would uh, appreciate it. This episode, we are going to start by talking about the NES athletes and what they have done this past week. It's been a big week for, for NES. And the first athlete we're going to be talking about is Matt Ryan, not the football Matt Ryan, the basketball Matt Ryan, who plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, This past week hit a buzzer beater three to send a game into overtime for the Lakers. And yeah, plays with LeBron James. Ned, do you want to give us your thoughts on LeBron? Uh, Hate LeBron. Uh, I respect his ability to take care of his body and have the longevity that he does, but no, overall, I'm a Chicago, I, I live 40 minutes from Chicago, that's my hometown, so I was grew up in the 1990 Chicago Bulls era with the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan, so, it, you know, it's the LeBron versus Jordan conversation is ongoing, you know where I stand. Uh, big Jordan guy. LeBron's lost too much. He took his talents to South Beach manufactures teams. Part of the team manufacturing is he likes himself some uh, big guys that can shoot threes. So the good news is LeBron James's scheming allows Matt Ryan to get an opportunity. So I don't know if you know his story, but he went to... So I had him when he was in high school. He went to Iona Prep with uh, Ty Jerome who's on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, He was a top 100 kid, went to Notre Dame, was there for two years. When you go into these college situations, you don't know what you're going to get. A lot of times coaches, the change in coaches, uh, personality conflicts, uh, injuries, that wasn't his case. But there's so many things that can happen, and he ended up transferring to Vandy for a year and then went to Chattanooga. After college, he had no options. And he ended up, uh, he was a door door dash driver and did odd jobs while he continued to play basketball. And then finally he got an opportunity with the Cavaliers. Um, And then he went to the G League with the Celtics. I believe he got called up around the playoff time. And then that got him right into LA. So it's a great story. You know, you have a kid that, worked his ass off and things didn't go his way. And he, you know, he wasn't the kid with, yes, he was talented, but he wasn't the super, the kid with super ability that didn't work hard, that stumbled in and and got in. He was the one that, you know, the bubble guy who did, you know, overcame all the adversity. And now he gets to, you know, receive the ball from your boy, the second greatest basketball player of all time, LeBron James. Or third, or third. Yeah, third. May may even be a little bit lower. LeBron James, not someone who handles adversity well. If he did, he would have won more than, you know, the few championships that he has. Michael Jordan, 6-0 in the NBA Finals. Whose hand do you want the ball in if you're in Game 7 and you're trying to win a ring? And ultimately, we're trying to win rings. Who do you want? I'd want Jordan, but he never ever got to a Game 7 in the Finals. So... Touche. There you go. But moving on to some more NES athletes, uh, still in the basketball realm, uh, we had signing days for a few athletes uh, recently. Do you want to talk about that? 
We have not had signing day recently. We will be having signing day this Thursday at 2.45 p.m. at Hamden Hall. Uh, yeah, two of my athletes, uh, Rain Durant, she's going to UMass Lowell, and Jada Johnson, she's going to Boston College. It is their signing day that I will be attending, which is awesome to see them on all the hard work that they put in. And uh, it's pretty cool to be there, you know, on the day with them. Uh, so this Thursday, 345, I get to see my girls uh, do their commitment. Yeah, that's awesome stuff. It's always great to see uh, athletes, you know, of any kind, but especially NES athletes going to the next level and beyond uh, just, you know, playing their sport. It's a great thing. And the last, uh, I guess, topic we have for this intro uh, is another NES athlete, uh, some some life news. You're going to be officiating a wedding. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, Dickie, a.k.a. Nick Kuja, is getting married this weekend, and uh, they asked me to be the officiant for their wedding. It's awesome. It's a, it's a super cool thing. I'm honored. I am slightly nervous, uh, but yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, some other, his brother is going to be there and his family who I haven't seen in a while. And uh, it's in Newport, can't beat Newport. So I'll be living the life. NES will be closed on Friday and Saturday. Uh, NES is never closed, but there's a new rule that if I marry you, I am not, I am not working. So I hope all of my understanding clientele will, will be patient with me because you can't say no. Yeah. I, I think it's bad luck, you know, to say no to when someone asks you to, to marry them. And besides, you can't really be leading workouts. You have a lot that you have to do in your day-to-day life as a strength coach that, you know, you, you can't just train people and go and marry someone. You got to take a day or so and, and prepare your head for, for the speech and, and all that stuff. And yeah, but that gives us another nice little segue into our main topic today, and that is a day in the life of Ned at NES Sports. So uh, you'd sent me in an email as we do our little podcast prep and stuff like that for these things. And you kind of want to give us a, a walk through your day-to-day life, how it starts? Not yet. Um, when we were trying to figure out podcast topics, this came up. I don't know if you brought it up or or I brought it up, but a lot of my athletes who will not be listening to this podcast, because what we learned was high school kids don't listen to podcasts, even though I talk about them. Uh, what a common thing that I get is Ned, what's your, you know, what's your real job or Ned, this is clearly your side job. What do you, or what do you do during the day? Like basically they think that I, I don't know, wake up, watch movies and hang out, drink beers and then like go coach a little bit and then go home and play video games and go to the bars. I don't know what they think, but uh, I personally don't think a day in the life of Ned is is entertaining or exciting at all, but uh, it will allow me for the next little asshole kid that says, is this your real job? 
I'll be able to say, why don't you go listen to episode 22 of the NES podcast and you can, and you can get the info. So to answer your question, uh, I get up at eight, I get up at eight cause I'm self-employed. Uh, and if I didn't have a six and an eight year old, I'd probably get up at 10, but I have to get up at eight because unfortunately I have to take them. No, unfortunately I have to take them. I get to take them to school. See how I changed all those words. I do like taking them to school every day. Uh, but the wake up, I, this is probably not healthy, but I actually wake up. I, and I think other people do this. I wake up to texts. So I hate getting up the snooze button, the, the, the snooze button repeat. I only try and hit, do that twice. And then what I found is just crack open that technology. So I scroll through and it's everything that I missed when I went to sleep and you know, basically I read text as a way for me to wake up. Uh, do you do that or no? I usually don't have a, a ton of texts. Um, but yeah, sometimes, uh, I, I will. And yeah, I usually scroll through Twitter and stuff like that. Check, uh, sports scores. Uh, that's usually how I start the day. I think it's our version of reading the newspaper, you know, like most humans used to wake up in the morning and have breakfast and read the newspaper. I think our phone is now our newspaper. So maybe it is pretty normal. So I take the little people to school at 8.30 and then uh, home by 8.40 because they only they go to school like a mile away. So that's good. Drop them off. So uh, unlike most programs, you know, our pro my program is custom made by the day, which means I'm not pulling sheets and having the same people do the same thing for a month like most performance or at least some most depending on college training conditioning. That's one big sheet pull. Uh, cause they always do the same thing. So I spent an hour and a half working on the program. Um, and I limit myself. I, I used to take three hours and it's too taxing, but there, what people don't understand is there's actually, uh, a plan and a process. And I'm during this hour and a half period, I'm texting my athletes and seeing how they recovered from the last workout and how are they feeling today? And do we need to add in? You know, what are the new things we need to add in? So I'm getting information from them in the morning um, to help write the program by the day. And also, you know, I'm doing the schedule. So schedules move around a lot. So we I create the program based off of the athlete, the skill level. You know, we have different sports. So within one sheet of our program, baseball is doing something different. Basketball, football, soccer, lacrosse, field hockey, throwing athletes, non-throwing athletes, alignment versus skill players. Um, so when you, it is one sheet, but within the sheet, there's probably eight to 10 different programs on that sheet. So, um, that spends, I spend a lot of my time in the morning, basically drawing that up. And then, uh, you know, on the road, I spend a lot of time, not a lot of time in the car. I, I drive to work twice a day. So I start, you know, preparing in the morning, then I go coach late morning, then I come back in the afternoon. But Anytime I'm on the in the car, I'm on the phone, and uh, and many people say, "Oh, how come you didn't call me back?" Or, you know, you know, it's, you, I'm on the list. You're you're on the list. So, you know, I'm talking to you know my current clients. I have clients in their end season that I talk to. A lot of my clients I talk to three to four days a week in their end season for sports. So if I have 
you know, 40 to 50 athletes in the off season and I have 40 to 50 athletes in the end season. Um, you know, some people I don't literally, I don't, you know, everybody, we all have our own unique relationships. Some people have more needs. Some people have less needs. Um, I do remote programming. So a lot of my athletes that are in college or at the pro level right now are doing the remote program. So I have to be able to follow up with them. Um, and most of them I'm following up to on a daily or weekly basis, but it's, you know, there's a lot of people to talk to clients, uh, coaches, parents, vendors, networking staff or networking, the networking component, you know, marketing, and then, you know, current coaches on staff and seeing how their day is going and kind of give them a preview of, you know, what the day is going to be for the day. So I, a lot of phone calls. So that occupies the days of listening to music in the car, which I used to actually really enjoy. And it's probably recommended. The funny thing is when you look through my day, I'm probably doing a whole bunch of things wrong because uh, there's not a lot of me time, but um, there's a lot to get in and there's a lot, uh, a lot of stuff to do get at work at 10, go to work at, you know, get there at 1030. And then our pro group, college pro group in the morning is 1030 to 1230. So it's a two hour session. And then back in the car and back on the phone. And then before you know it, it is, you know, one o'clock or so. And, and then I get home at one and then Cindy gets his walk. Uh, cause we know he's got to get some exercise or Ned gets his workout in and he jumps all over me and pisses me off. Um, and then, and then, you know, the food thing. So Ned doesn't, Ned, I never see you eat. That's what a lot of people say. No, man, I'm not going to sit there and coach a group and eat a sandwich all the time. Like my day is, you know, like, all right, hold on. I got to finish my fries and then I'll help you with that. So the answer is I am a intermittent faster, um, which I don't know if we've done a podcast topic on internet or intermittent fasting, but I don't eat until generally one o'clock. My window is like one to nine. Yeah. Uh, I think we might've talked about intermittent fasting a, a little bit in the past, but I don't know if we got into, you know, you actually practicing it or not. Um, yeah, I know especially in the, the working world, sometimes it can be tough to, to get your food in and everything like that. But intermittent fasting is pretty, pretty popular. It's not a bad way to go about things, especially if you don't have, you know, athletic endeavors that you have to perform and practice in, in games. A big thing is your, yes, athletes, hundred percent, you should never intermittent fast. But if you're NARPs like me uh, and your schedule allows it, like I have a very, back-end focused day so um and i'm self-employed so i can generally create my own it's more manageable for me to design when i eat because i don't have you know set times but you know that goes till two o'clock and then um and then so that would be an hour of the day where i am not officially working but part of my workouts are doing new exercises trying things out i mean i'm training myself because part of training athletes is training yourself. So really that is work. Uh, and then two o'clock social media. So I do most, I mean, sometimes we have staff do it. Sometimes we have interns do it, but you know, all the stuff that most of the stuff that goes on social media I handle. So I have to prep that 
Um, I also build the clients and you're like, Ned, why wouldn't you have somebody else build the clients? Because I don't need people to overbuild the clients. So, um, I kind of, it's something where I've had people do it in the past and there's nothing worse than getting overbilled. Um, am I right? Overbilling is the worst. It's just, just absolutely terrible. It'll ruin your whole week. Exactly. So to prevent that from occurring, uh, that's why I do the billing. Anyways, 245 back in the car, more phone calls. Um, and then I get there at three and then our 330 session, we prep for the 330 session. Um, and then it's training time. So it's four or three hours, two groups. We have a 330 to five and a five to 630. And then we're bringing through 20 athletes trying to get them better. Um, so, but most of the time, these people, they only see me, you know, three days a week for 90 minutes. So I guess that's why all the video game accusations are coming in all the time. Uh, back in the car, uh, more, believe it or not, more phone calls. And then seven o'clock is witching hour with the children. So uh, you'll find this out when you get married and have children. Uh, but it is just a whole bunch of unique situations. You never know what you're going to get every day. Uh, sometimes, you know, cuteness and a lot of times fighting, crying, three girls at the house, a lot of crying going down. Um, but that finally ends up around nine o'clock. And then if you could imagine this more phone calls. And, you know, scheduling for the next day, typically we try and drop the Insta post uh, and social media posts around nine o'clock. And then at that point in time, um, the day determines what to do. So sometimes we do, we do our, you know, podcast prep. It could get filled up with football. It could get filled up with, if it's, you know, combine prep season i'm watching videos so watching film just like a normal coach would watch film i watch film of my athletes you know running their 40s and their mechanics and things and work on and things like that so you know sometimes i shut it down at 10 and sometimes you know i'm up and doing stuff till one in the morning so based off of my timetable i feel like i am generally working from 8 8 a.m till 10 p.m or 8 a.m. till midnight, or 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. It sounds like there's not really a ton of downtime for, for like, you. You know, it's exactly like you said, you're not playing video games or, or doing movies. Like, I feel like, you know, the most amount of downtime you have is what most people get at night who are working after the work is done, and even then you're still doing stuff later on at night i know we do most of our conversing you know after 8 30 so yeah a lot of uh a lot of business and a lot of work but that's i guess the life of uh of a small businessman and the life of a of a strength coach as well well i can say if you're you know for people that want to get in this field if you if you want to work you know nine to five you definitely not work weekends. You definitely don't want to do this field and you better be prepared to work late. A, a good por- portion of my life. I basically work one to 10, 
you know, I was, my whole scale was shifted over. So I wasn't eating dinner until 1030 at night, which meant I wasn't going to bed until two in the morning. And then, you know, generally not getting up till 10 or 11 because I'm getting my eight hours. So yeah, it's, it's different. But if you love your job, then it's, you know, a lot of, sometimes people look at how much I work and it's purely based off of that physical time. I spend more time with the athletes outside of the four and a half hours a week that they train a lot of times than, you know, the other way around. So I spend a lot of time, you know, trying to focus on the clients and, you know, the stuff that they need. So for me, but I like my type of work. You put me in an office at three o'clock and you keep me in a cage and that's why I stopped working for people because um, what I'm doing is work. But when you enjoy it, it's, you know, it's not really like work. For sure. And yeah, I remember, I mean, we've been, uh, obviously I, I trained with you and stuff when I was in college and then we've been talking all the way up through now and stuff like that, keep it in touch. And I remember when you were, you know, staying up until like two in the morning and and writing programs at night and stuff like that. Um, Is there a reason why you changed it up from going at night? I know you said it used to take you like three hours. Now it takes you about 90 minutes. Is there what led you to that kind of change up? Um, I'm typically a nighttime guy, night owl, but part of it is the transition to kids and you know, what doesn't change is their ass always needs to be at school at whatever, 852. So um, the the writing the program at two in the morning and or until two in the morning and then getting up at whatever way too early, that shit doesn't fly. COVID was a big thing. Um, I, we started doing a shift. I used to not train athletes in the morning, um, but with our, we have more off-season pro baseball guys and I would love to train everybody between nine and five because then I would always be home by 5 30 catch a little happy hour on Fridays and that would be great but <clears throat> with them they're the time block is morning I'm all about training anybody I can in the morning so we started doing when COVID hit we started doing a Monday Wednesday Friday group and it's basically been a revolving door of college and pro baseball you know most you know, 12 months out of the year. So, um, I just shifted it over. Um, it, and doing it in the morning, I don't, the whole, you think better in the morning, that's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, some people I'm sure do, but, uh, it took an adjustment. It's like daylight savings time. So it's like when you, when I started going through it and it's like, all right, I'm going to, I sucked at it and it was terrible, but now I am a solid three years into it. It's this thing where you can't like, oh, one night I'll, you have, it's different creativity. It's different, different thinking at night versus the morning. But once you get locked into one way, you got to roll with it for a while. So I think my, my night owl days of writing are done, but, and I like a time limit. I have ADHD. So that three hours, if for somebody who was on medication would probably be like an hour and a half or two hours. So this. Every time I'm like, oh, and I zip into a different area of life, it's like, oh, yep, 10, 10, got to get out of here. It's a good, like, 
no man stay on it's a good stay on track thing so that sounds like it plus you can have coffee in the morning while you write the programs and you can't really have coffee at night while you write the programs or else you're pulling all-nighters and that's no fun when you're you know not in college stuff like that anymore i think that's really well i guess what uh what's the weekend like for you you know do you do work on on the weekends is every day the same we always have groups saturday morning um and then after that it really depends on the season so because i try and get to see my athletes as much in action as possible not nearly enough as i'd like to but it all seasonally you know football season uh i'm the strength coach at hamden hall so i go to all their home games so that fills up uh most of the saturdays in the fall and then in the winter i have girls basketball um and all the winter sports that i go watch in the spring i have all the baseball so saturdays are always typically uh allocated towards going out and actually seeing them perform and then so yeah but saturday one saturday five hits i'm in dad mode and then sundays sundays are watching it's, it's watching sports so i i try my block of time in a seven day a week schedule that i don't work is typically 11 to 6 that's the Ned's off window. <clears throat> and then by six o'clock, everybody's bugging the shit out, shit out of me about the schedule for next week. And then it's all prep. So we're back s- Sunday at six. And then, <clears throat> you know, definitely sun- Sunday night football. I, that's interrupted, uninterrupted time for the most part. I end up talking to people and talking to clients, but it's while I'm watching football. So, but once again, I don't consider that work, but it really is kind of work. So, but yeah, 11 to five, don't mess with me. I'm busy. That's my window. Hey, football time's important time. Uh, So I think that's going to about do it for us this episode of the NES Experience. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and leave a review if you'd like. We'd really appreciate it. Other than that, We are going to be releasing new episodes every other Wednesday. Uh, We're going to try and do a better job of being consistent with it. So that's just kind of moving forward what we're going to do. The last one was two Wednesdays ago. This one's a Wednesday. The next one will be two weeks from now, also on a Wednesday. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks.